0: Yeah! Hello, I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis.
1: And this is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski coming to you from the comfortable climes of Northfield, Minnesota. Uh, Matt, I got a question to ask you. Sure, John. Are, Are you a DIY guy?
0: A do it yourself kind of guy? Okay, so right
1: there, the fact that you know what DIY means, <laughs> that puts you on a whole different level. Yes, are you are you a do well, it yourself guy? It,
0: it depends on the project. If it's outdoor stuff, okay. landscaping, gardening, boy, you bet, I'm all in. Uh, if, so, it's, if it's plumbing or something, no, maybe not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that makes that makes me feel a little better because yeah, I can pull weeds. <laughs> I don't have a problem <laughs> pulling weeds if that's what you mean by landscaping. <laughs> uh, but but here's the thing that I wanted to share with you. So so we've got these uh, preformed concrete steps to come into our home here in Northfield and there's like some gaps in the bottom of them and wasps get in there and who knows what else might be crawling under there so if you see this stuff on tv this this foam that you squirt and then it spreads out and it seals have you seen that on tv sure okay all right so I'm thinking I can handle this so I buy the foam have you ever tried the foam by the way Matt
0: I don't know if I have John I (laughs) I know what you're talking about though
1: For for those out there who've seen it and maybe haven't used it, here's what you need to know. I'm reading on the back. And the number one direction says you must completely follow these directions or there might be uh, injury or death. Oh. <laughs> failure. Fail, I'm sorry. Failure to follow these directions completely could result in in <laughs> in injury or death. John, and I'm thinking, put,
0: put the foam down, John. Put the <laughs> foam down.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking they should not have sold this to me.
0: <laughs> Someone
1: oh. at the hardware store said, "No, sir. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. You should not have this." So uh, <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to. To share that we did use it by the way, and I'm still alive. Oh, good! But, but I was afraid to even push the button, thinking this thing might blow up. What do I do if it starts ticking down like a bomb or something? But anyway, <laughs> well, congratulations, like, John, you know, the thing is, I wouldn't have worried about it if I had on my Armor of God.
0: <laughs> well, what a segue. How's that
1: a segue for you, I Matt?
0: you are such a radio <laughs> professional, John. Uh, well done. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah,
1: uh-huh. because we're not done. And you said we were going to finish up our discussion about the armor of God, right? Yes.
0: Yes, uh, this is the, the concluding discussion. You know, and I, I hate to, to break it to you, John. I'm not sure yeah. if the armor of God is going to protect you against the foam. <laughs> but it, it will protect against those flaming darts of the evil one. Um, so that's what we've been talking about is the armor of God. And and like we said from the beginning, if we're wearing an armor, that means that there is something to be protected against. And what we're protected against is the devil, Satan, and the flaming arrows, as Paul says, that he sends our way. So let's uh, let's for the last time, John, let's read through that. Uh, so we're in Ephesians chapter six, and let's uh, read verses thirteen through um, through eighteen. All right.
1: Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and his shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. All right, um, Good. And even though you're right, this isn't about the dangers of, of uh, DIY projects, but it is interesting. That was one of the instructions too, to make sure that your body and eyes were completely covered. <laughs> oh, there you go. And I, did, I did notice that we have the same theme here: that we want to cover all parts of our body, even even our feet. So. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to be vulnerable. Any part of us against the attacks of the devil. Yeah. You bet. So um, we want to focus on on prayer today. But before we do that, just to acknowledge the reason why we're putting on this armor again. Why put on the armor of God in the first place? So that we can. And uh, the word that Paul uses here is stand. Stand, stand yes. against the schemes of the devil. He uses it a number of times. Um, uh, Verse thirteen, uh, he says, "Withstand." And then, uh, t- having done, all will stand firm. Verse fourteen, stand. Therefore, so again and again, stand. So you keep you keep using these fancy Greek words, John. So I feel like <laughs> I have to step up my game here on wrestling with the basics and and use a Greek word too. So oh, okay, here, I'm the, ready. <laughs> the Greek word for stand is uh, histemi. Histemi, stand. That's the word that. Paul uses here. And so did a little research on on that word stand. And and what is he talking about? What does that mean to stand?
1: I, I don't know, Matt. Yeah. What does that mean?
0: So here, here's a few insights, and I've got a favorite one, but here's just a few. So standing, uh, for one, uh, and this is from the uh, Greek New Testament, the, the Greek dictionary of the New Testament, uh, oh, excuse me. The theological dictionary of the New Testament. So that's it's kind of the go-to source. Oh, TDNT. Oh boy, T-D-N-T. there we go. Another all yeah. of those Greek
1: fans. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It often gets confused with I'm that. Sure but no, no, no. That's what that's teenage TM something. <laughs> but this I'm is sure, TNDT. I'm sure the among dictionary of the New Testament. <laughs> they are yeah. getting
0: that confused all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So 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 stay. Standing, okay, is important because it's it's Satan's goal for us to fall, okay? So standing in God's grace against the devil, well, that's that's a gift from God, important point. Standing is made possible by putting on the armor of God, okay, that makes sense. But here's my favorite insight from doing my research, is just a simple idea that as Paul writes about standing uh, and to put on that armor of God, it, he really is kind of assuming, presupposing that we are already standing, that we're already ah. raised up. So it's this idea of continue to stand, and to continue to stand, put on the armor of God, which I think that's kind of a cool, a cool connection. You know, we've already been stood up. We're already raised up, and for us, we would point to to our baptisms, that we've already been raised with Christ in our baptisms. We already have our identity in him. We're connected to Christ, his death and resurrection. Okay, so as we stand then in that baptismal grace, continue to stand. Uh, remain steadfast and standing. And how do you stand? Well, put on the armor of God. That will allow you to continue to stand even against the attacks of the devil. So I thought that was just kind of a neat insight from that word stand. Continue to stand, having been raised up
1: yeah and and Matt, I you know I always love that word stand because it's a word that Jesus uses all the time too, because you know this Paul guy he doesn't have an original thought in his head, you know, <laughs> far be it for me to uh, criticize an apostle, but it seems like almost everything he says he gets from Jesus. Don't you get that impression? I don't.
0: come on, Paul.
1: Yeah, Uh, but, but you know, and and what I was, because, see, we're constantly thinking we need to do something. We need to do something. And and I think it's interesting that Jesus and Paul both say, all you need to do is just stay where you're at. Which is, as you said, all these beautiful things that are listed here, uh, the armor, the word, the gospel, uh, all the things, as you said, God has lifted us up in beginning, of course, with our baptism.
0: Exactly, and, and we pointed out before these are all defensive pieces of armor, maybe with the exception of the sword, but even a sword is yeah. defensive um yeah, just stand and and God equips us to be able to stand it's It's the armor of God, as we've said before, it's not the armor of Matt, not the armor of John, it's the armor of God, and he equips us to remain standing all right so but, what and, that-
1: and it is interesting too, that the one offensive weapon we're given isn't anything from us. As you said, it's 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 again not of us, it's of God. It's the word of God. Yeah. You know, because again, I think we have to come up we think anyway, we have to come up with our devious plans and our, our programs and everything. And really, God says, No, the only program you need is my word. And that'll accomplish everything that I intend to accomplish.
0: Yeah, you bet. Yeah. So as we as we stand with that word of God, the sword and the other pieces of armor, encompassing all this in verse 18, Paul. Sort of wraps things up by saying, "Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication, uh, praying at all times uh, as we have the armor of God." Um, you know, as Paul writes this, and again, it's all about defending against Satan. And and you know who hates prayer, right, John? The devil. The devil. He hates prayer. I mean, when you think about it, Satan would much prefer that we as Christians would be anxious and worried and fearful and overwhelmed and burdened and burned out in our lives rather than come to the Lord in prayer. You know, Satan would rather we try to do everything on our own without God's help, to think that we don't really need the armor of God, even perhaps, and to not pray. Um, So when we pray, it's really a, a direct attack on Satan. Uh, He's doing everything in his power to prevent us to pray. And here, as we put on the armor of God, we do exactly that. We pray. But you can see Satan doing that in our lives, you know, to convince us that that prayer life is, is, you know, not that important. It's just futile. What's the point, right? My time can be better spent elsewhere. I've got a busy day. I'm too busy to pray. Uh, Or, you know, sometimes I think the temptation is, you know, I'm unqualified to pray. Um, I I don't know what words to use when I pray. Um, Does God really hear my plain, ordinary words when I come to him in prayer? And then when we actually do pray, uh, Satan then distracts us when we pray. When we actually do make the time to pray and we do set that time aside, uh, whenever that might be in our lives, then Satan distracts us in our prayer life and our mind starts to wander and go other places. So whatever he can do to get us from praying, Satan's going to do it. He's going to do it, and, and
1: I would add one other uh, list to that item to that list of the things the devil yeah. does. I think he, he sometimes makes us turn prayer into formality.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, okay, oh well, okay, it's it's before the meal or it's it's uh, what we do before we go to bed, but but then again, we're not really praying. It's just okay. Well, we've got to go through this kind of ritual. Yeah. Uh, and, and that totally diffuses what prayer is about. And I, I'm I'm hearing these things you're saying, and I'm looking at the text, and it seems like the things you've mentioned, that the devil, part of the fair, fiery darts that he's firing at us in, in context of prayer, and it looks like this verse actually has an answer to all of those things, doesn't it, Matt? hmm Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, with all the things— you know. To, to be in prayer at all times, uh, in the spirit with prayer and supplication. Um, you know, it, it, this distracting in prayer and then the formality of prayer, like you said, I think how many times have we, you know, prayed, come Lord Jesus, be our guest. And, and we're really not even thinking about it. It we just, it's just kind no. of by rote, right? It's like you said, it's just a formality or even the Lord's prayer. So there's this, Story, and I've heard it told with uh Luther as the character and also uh, <laughs> Bernard of Clairvaux as the main character. Um, Bernard of Clairvaux was earlier than Luther, so maybe that's who it was, but but maybe you've heard this one, John. But there's this uh, story where uh Saint Bernard is riding up into the Alps and he's passed a farmer, and uh, as he's riding on his horse, the farmer looks up at Bernard and kind of grunts as he's working there in the ground, tilling the field. And he says to Bernard, I envy you uh, with nothing to do but to to pray all day. While I'm out here breaking my back, digging in the dirt, (laughs) trying to farm. And uh, Bernard replies, well, you know, praying can be hard work too. Uh, And the man says, well, yo, yo, yeah, I doubt that very much. You have this beautiful horse of yours. You got a a beautiful saddle you're riding on. Uh, What do you know about working hard? And so Bernard says, well, yeah, uh, this is a beautiful horse, right? And you know what? I tell you what, if you can say the Lord's Prayer from beginning to end without taking your mind off of it, I'll give you this horse. So the man says, all right, sounds good. And so the man begins praying those uh, those words he knows so well. Yeah. Um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be. Do I get the saddle too Ah,
1: Ah, ah, uh, ah, ah, have you heard that one before no i have never heard that one before that That, that is a good one yeah yeah Yeah. so uh
0: you know mid prayer do i get the saddle to uh you know again satan the point is satan tries to distract (laughs) us in prayer and and all too often he's successful at it as we think about the things of this world um and we're distracted by our cares and worries and anxieties uh, rather than taking them before the Lord in prayer, so kind of a neat story. I don't know, you know if it's that, true or not, but uh, but I I sure like it.
1: And it it does remind me of another story that that is the told about Luther, that that uh, Luther said that when he has a really really busy day. He he spends all the more time in prayer.
0: <laughs> yeah, isn't that something? The opposite of yeah. what we would think. Well, I got to just yeah. work a little harder to get this done. I got to I got to go to bed earlier. I got to get up earlier. I got to be more efficient. Well, wait a second. Step back and, and bring it before the Lord in prayer, uh, because we're just spinning our wheels otherwise. Um, I think of that the the one proverb. You know, unless the Lord builds the house, the the builders labor in vain. <laughs> we're just going to be laboring in vain unless we frame our day. Uh, in prayer and with the and, and
1: and you know we and I you and I actually kind of uh, saw that in practical uh, uh, context because we couldn't get our your, your mic to work this morning oh, yeah. when we were recording <laughs> yeah
0: yeah <laughs> so uh, there a yeah, couple of prayers were were ascending when I was trying to get my mic to work <laughs> and here we are thanks be to uh, um, yeah. So another example of of kind of a disaster when it comes to prayer. Um, that story about the the horse and the saddle may or may not be true, but but here is another true story. Um, I think of Satan at work in the Garden of Gethsemane that night mm. of Jesus' arrest. Right, so Jesus yeah. takes his disciples with him, especially Peter, James, and John, and and Jesus is, is agonizing over those events that are about to take place is passion. And what is his one instruction to the, to those disciples who accompany him?
1: Pray. Pray.
0: pray, a, pray. Stay awake and pray that yeah. you may not enter into temptation. That's all they're supposed to do is pray. And do they do it? Well, no, they fail miserably. You know, is you know, three times, Jesus finds them not praying, but sleeping. Uh, and yet Jesus spends that evening in prayer. He's praying to his father in heaven. Uh, praying that His will be done, even as He goes to the cross. And you know the beautiful thing of that is, is that as Jesus praying is praying and going to the cross, um, He's going to the cross for those disciples <laughs> who fell asleep instead of praying, and He's He's going to the cross for us today too, uh, even for those times that we've been distracted in prayer, that we've neglected prayer, that we've tried to to do it all on our own and work harder to make sure the day goes well rather than coming to the Lord in prayer or thinking that we can defend ourselves against Satan all on our own. Uh, No, but we can't. But yet Jesus went to the cross to forgive those very sins. Uh, Thanks be to God for that. And even more than that, he, he goes to the cross, he dies, he rises, he ascends into heaven. And now sitting at God's right hand, He's there to intercede for us to bring yeah, our still praying for us. Yeah, God. isn't that beautiful? Yet yeah, still praying for us. And I wonder, even in that nine gets seventy, was he praying for those disciples? Was he praying for us? Uh, of course we he that, was, and we certainly see that in John, right, his gospel, where, where you know we hear we see the words that Jesus is saying on our behalf in prayer, uh, that the Lord, his Father, would keep us uh, connected. Uh, and still today that's a beautiful thing. I don't think we talk about that too much in the church, perhaps, but even today Jesus is that high priest, that intercessor uh, praying for us and bringing our prayers before his Father in heaven. Uh, what a beautiful picture that is uh, even still today. I think that's uh, that's pretty cool.
1: and and, and Matt, it, it, it reminds me that we don't pray for God's sake. We pray for our sake. And what I mean by that is God doesn't need our prayers. It's not like he's sitting up in heaven saying, well, I'm not going to do anything for them until they ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, no. in fact, see, that's the beauty of the thing. So the disciples, and, and Jesus says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. They, they just couldn't keep awake to pray. But as you pointed out, did that mean that? God didn't do the good thing he was intending to do for the disciples? Of course not. And, and, and that's because Jesus was doing the prayers. Uh, you know, the Paul says in Romans, the Holy Spirit speaks in words that are beyond our, our human capacity. So so we don't pray in order to get God to do something. No, we pray for our benefit, for our comfort, for our strength. You know, uh that's for our help, uh, not to get the Lord to do what he because the Lord's gonna do. And as we pray, we begin to remember that, yeah, yeah. but it's all in the hands of the Lord's, uh, and He, and, and in fact, uh, Brady and I had this on Thy Strong Word this last week that uh, it's the once and for all sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So we don't need to make the sacrifice of prayer in order to get God to bless us. But no, that sacrifice has already been done by Jesus on the cross. And, and like you say, that we're praying because of that, because we know God will listen to us. Yeah,
0: yeah. so we know God will listen to us. Like you said, we're praying for, for us, you know, uh, for our benefit. And I would, would just add to that, too, as we're doing that, we're also praying for our neighbor. Oh yeah, um, I, I like how Paul concludes there uh, in those verses you read earlier, John, uh, verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. And then he goes on to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplications for all the saints. And then he says, and also for me, <laughs> pray for me, Paul says. So he, he admonishes us to pray for the saints, to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ and here even to pray for him. And I think, you know, you've probably seen this in your ministry too, John, uh, those times where people will tell you, um, pastor, I'm, I'm praying for you. Yes. And, and when people say that, boy, that, that means the world to me, um, you know, more than a, 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 a card, as is, is nice as that is, and words of encouragement more than even a, a gift card. Even a gift card to Ted Drews, perhaps. You know, is, is that, that <laughs> precious? I know. This, that's, this. is. I know. That's how important prayer is, John. You know, those precious words from people saying, I'm, I'm praying for you, pastor. And uh, what an encouragement to know that, yeah, yeah, I, I'm in their prayers. They are thinking of their pastor. They're lifting me up in prayer, uh, just as Paul encourages here to pray for the saints. And, and that's what we do as the body of Christ, to, to pray for each other. And I encourage our listeners to do that. You know, Think of the people in your own congregation. Uh, think of those those brothers and sisters in Christ and pray for them. You know, Pray for husbands and wives that God would preserve their marriage against Satan. Pray for moms and dads as they, they raise their children in the faith. Uh, pray for single people. I think sometimes Satan tries to to tempt them to think that they don't have a place in the church or that they're, uh, they're really disconnected from the church, uh, but you no know, pray for them and, and so that they might know that they are valued and they have a place in the body of Christ. Uh, pray for for senior citizens. You know, I think sometimes, you know, you have all the, these physical ailments and different things happening, and and you see your friends passing away. Uh, pray for them to know that they're valued and and the Lord is with them. So you know, think about the body of Christ and and pray for them. And I guess my final encouragement would be to our listeners is as you do that, as you pray for the saints, as Paul says let them know you're praying for them. (laughs) Because I think sometimes we pray for others and I know there's certainly people I I pray for on a regular basis, uh, but we don't always tell them. I think that's encouraging though. I'm praying for you and really mean that, that we really do pray for them. Uh, But what an encouragement to know that you're bringing them uh, before the Lord in prayer uh, so that they too might be defended against the attacks of Satan and that together we might Pray for each other, but also encourage each other in letting us know, hey, uh, we're we're praying for each other. We're praying for the saints.
1: And and, and you know what what you just said there, Matt, uh, reminds me that that there are two great things in Christianity. Uh, One is faith, uh, which, of course, is the first and foremost thing. But the other then is the love for the neighbor. And it dawns on me that prayer is actually the fruit of both of those things, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: we, we pray because we, we believe. We believe that God loves us and God cares for us. He wants to know what our needs are. He wants to hear the desires of our heart because uh, uh, he wants to answer and give us all good things. And, and yet at the same time, it's also, as you just pointed out, it's also about the love of the neighbor because we know that God wants that for them as well. And so we bring them before the Lord in our prayers and our prayer is in addition.
0: Yeah, exactly, John. Well, can we end with a prayer since we've been talking about prayer so much? Yeah, I think that would be appropriate. Let's do that. Uh, Lord God, thank you for equipping us with your armor. Uh, Grant that as we put on that armor each day, we would do so with the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. Empower us to put on each piece with prayer that we may be able to withstand the evil schemes of the devil and having done all to stand firm. In the name of Christ, our Savior. Amen.
1: Amen. This has been Wrestling Wrestling with with the the Basics.